Welcome everybody to Slab Stocks Podcast. I am your host, Nate, and today it is not a ding in corners. Not a ding in corners. We're not talking baseball. We are talking football today. Obviously, most of you know that the NFL draft just happened last weekend. And so I thought today would be a good time to cover a little bit of what's happening in the sports world, and that's NFL draft. Um along with Patrick Mahomes card prices because those are going insane. So I wanted to cover that today. I'm sorry for those of you that were expecting baseball content. I don't have baseball content for you today, but we've got some good football content for you. So today we're going to cover two quarterbacks that I thought, always quarterbacks, because we never cover anything else here at Slapstocks. We only believe in quarterbacks for NFL uh, purchases. Uh, Some people might disagree. Some people might agree. But that's just where we're at. So we're covering two quarterbacks that we think had the best draft, so to speak. I mean, obviously, they weren't. We're not covering quarterbacks that were drafted because they don't have cards yet, and we're not covering. Um, they didn't do the draft, but they got players around them that should make them better. So we're going to be covering that, and then we're going to be covering, like I said before, Patrick Mahomes' card prices because uh, they have gone crazy. Um, Aaron just released a. Uh, Instagram post about the optic base PSA 10. I'd been tracking it for a while. I brought it up to him and I was like, yo, Aaron, cause I do the eBay links for football every single day. And so I was like, Aaron, look at this. And he's like, Whoa. And so we got a post up about it. So if you saw that, that's a little bit of a preview of what we're going to be covering today. So please sit back and enjoy the, uh, football un unnamed football podcast also uh enjoy my background i know the last video was a little bit boring i was behind i only had some curtains behind me so i tried to spruce it up a little bit uh got a brewers thing and a packers thing and a couple bobbleheads uh behind me and a ryan braun card so uh enjoy that ryan braun best brewer ever uh best baseball player ever for my money um never cheated so enjoy the background too uh, so let's get into it here. Uh, the two quarterbacks I want to talk about today are Baker Mayfield and Drew Locke. Obviously, Baker Mayfield, um, really, really exciting player going into last year. People were pumped about the Browns. They'd gone seven and nine the year before. They're probably expecting, like, you know, one of those 10 and six seasons, make the wild card, maybe lose in one of the first couple rounds. And then the next year, really put things together and explode onto the, um, explode on the scene, maybe challenge for a Super Bowl. That didn't happen. They went six and ten, I believe, and uh, everything fell off the map. The main reason for that was Baker Mayfield had no protection. He always, always running for his life. Every time he hiked the ball and dropped back the pass, it felt like he was scrambling out of the pocket, trying to keep his head on his shoulders while also completing a pass. That's not going to last very long in the NFL. And thus, you're insanely fast, like a Lamar Jackson, and even he doesn't really have to do it. Most of those are designed runs, so. Uh, on the front, on that front, Baker Mayfield got some protection. They drafted Jedrick Willis, who's an offensive tackle from Alabama, uh, 10th overall. He's one of the top four offensive tackles in the draft. Uh, some might've even said he was the top offensive tackle in the draft and they got him 10th. People are really, really excited about him. He should be their left tackle. He was right tackle in college. He should be their left tackle, and he'll be the left tackle because they signed Jack Conklin, uh, offensive tackle from Tennessee, to a three-year $42 million deal, which is $14 million a year. Uh, that would be the third highest salary for any right tackle in the league and tied for 14th 
for all offensive linemen in the entire NFL, if I did my math right. It might not be tied for 14th, but it's somewhere close there. But I think I did my math right on that. Um, and so uh, Jack Conklin, he was a right tackle for Tennessee. I don't think you sign him and then move him over to left tackle. I'm sure they'll keep him at right tackle. So then Willis will have to move over to left tackle. But they got one of the better right tackles in the league, and they got one of the better left tackles in the draft, to, or offensive tackles, right tackle, left tackle, uh, offensive tackles in the draft to be able to shore up their offensive line there, which is huge for Baker Mayfield to have two brand-new tackles because he was running for his life constantly last year. Uh, on the... Uh, Offensive side, skill possession side of the football, they got Harrison Bryant, a tight end from Florida Atlantic in the fourth round, 115th overall. He was the John Mackey Award winner, which is goes to the nation's top tight end. And he was absolutely incredible last year. Apparently, I didn't watch any Florida Atlantic football, so I don't really know. Um, I also don't know a ton about football. I enjoy watching it. I enjoy thinking about it. I enjoy thinking logically about it, which is why we're going through this exercise today. But I can't tell you much about offensive line play or tight end play, wide receiver play, anything like that, besides what I see with my own two eyes every week when I watch the Packers, right? Um, I think most football fans are probably like that. I'm not one of those. Like in baseball, I love diving into advanced stats and this and that. Uh, I don't love doing that for football, but I enjoy thinking about it logically. Um, and so if you watch the draft, Harrison Bryant was talked about as being super, super athletic can really run the seam, uh, should be a really good offense. Uh, I thought they mentioned he wasn't a great blocker, which would be interesting because I think he played a little offensive tackle in high school and defensive end in high school, and then switched to tight end, uh, in college, you know, he should have practice being a blocker, but, uh, we'll see if that's true or not. Um, but one of the better athletic tight ends in the entire draft and a guy that should have probably gone higher considering like he's similar to, uh, Mark Andrews who runs the seam and is a really good pass catcher from tight end for the Ravens. And Mark Andrews went in the second round, I believe maybe the third round, but second round. So, uh, Harrison Bryant should have probably gone higher. I mean, the Packers took a tight end third in the third round that they think is versatile, but he's no pass catcher like Harrison Bryant. And then they also signed Austin Hooper. I should really stop moving my hands around and itching my face and stuff. That's bad videoing. Uh, they signed Austin Hooper for uh, four years, $42 million at $10.5 million a year. He's the second highest paid for annual average value uh, for tight ends behind Hunter Henry, who was franchise tagged for $10.6 million this year, which is only 100000 more. He has the highest total guarantee, though. He's guaranteed $23 million of his $42 million. That's the highest guarantee for any tight end in the league. And last year, if you're wondering, Austin Hooper, he went for 75 receptions for 787 yards, six touchdowns, 10.5 yards per reception, and 77.3 catch percentage. Uh, so good numbers all around. He didn't play the entire year. Um, he could have probably been a 1,000-yard receiver out of tight end if he'd played every game. Uh, and he's a pretty good blocker, uh, which will add, just add to the fact that you know they signed – drafted Willis and signed Conklin, you get a good blocker in Austin Hooper. Um, they really revamped that offense through free agency and uh, and the draft. And then they still have David Njoku, their former first-round tight end, who really fell into the doghouse with Freddie Kitchens, but should come out of it and is a nice player. They still have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, who are two very good wide uh, running backs. 
and they have Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, who are two really, really good wide receivers. So overall, their offense uh, should be incredible. I'm a little worried. You know, a couple things that could derail them is, one, Kevin Stefanski, new offensive system. He came over from the Vikings. He's got a new offensive system going here. Uh, will it take him a long time to learn the offensive system? We don't know, especially with COVID-19 going on right now and the whole uh, maybe having spring practices online and, uh, you know, uh, anything like that. What are they going to do? When are they going to be able to uh, practice together and learn the system? We don't know. Nobody has any answers to that yet. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, new offense is usually tough to get acquainted to already. Uh, you know, the Packers went 13-3 to with a new offense last year, but that's not normal. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. They got a lot of vets, which should help them. But still, Baker Mayfield's only in his third year. We'll see. Uh, the nice thing about Kevin Stefanski is apparently he really likes tight ends, and now they have three good ones. So that should be a really big boost. Uh, especially for Baker Mayfield, security blanket wise. And then uh, the next thing is is Baker Mayfield. Something that could derail them is Baker Mayfield himself. Do we know if he's actually any good? Not really. He had one good year, and then he was terrible last year. Um, obviously, it was mostly because he was running around for his life. But we don't really have the answer to if he's good. That being said, I'd be willing to bet on it. His base PSA 10s are going for $110. If, uh, you know, he's any good with the new offensive line and the new tight end talent he's got around him to go along with his running back talent and his wide receiver talent, he could really light the world on fire. I wouldn't be shocked if he does. And $110 for a base PSA 10 is a pretty good deal considering Drew Locke, the second guy I want to talk about, is currently chilling at $260 for a base prism PSA 10. $260 for a guy that played, what? Six games last year, seven games last year, looked pretty good. And uh, as we're about to talk about, got a lot of more talent around him. But I'm not paying $150 more for a base prism PSA 10 for Drew Locke than I am Baker Mayfield. That's outrageous. I can get I can get two Baker Mayfield prism PSA 10s and save a little money off the price of one Drew Locke. I'm doing that all day. So going into Drew Locke and what he got around him, he got Jerry Judy wide receiver from Alabama. He was one of the 15th overall. He's one of the top wide receivers in the draft. He's 6'1". Um, I obviously, I don't know much about him, uh, but when you're getting a top three wide receiver in the draft or any one number two, uh, chances are he's going to be pretty good. You know, you never know, but he doesn't have to be the main wide receiver. A lot of the times these guys go into situations, Sammy Watkins situation where he goes to Buffalo and he has to be the best wide receiver, but He's not because, uh, you know, he's the only guy there and he didn't look very good. Well, or Kelvin Benjamin from the Panthers a couple years ago. Well, Jerry Judy does not need to go in and be the savior of this franchise because they already have Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant and Philip Lindsay. And then they added Melvin Gordon um, on a two-year $16 million deal. So he doesn't need to be the savior of this franchise offensively. Uh, from the wide receiver position. And then also they got KJ Hamler, 46th overall in the second round. He didn't run at the combine, but he is one of the fastest wide receivers, or if not the fastest wide receiver in the uh, draft. He ran, he reportedly, reportedly ran a 4.2740, um, which is insanely fast. 
Uh, main problem with him and the reason he dropped to the second round instead of the first was a, he's only 176 pounds, which I don't know about you, but 176 pound wide receiver getting lit up by a 220 pound safety is probably not going to go well for him. And then also he had eight drops last year in college. That's an absurd amount of drops. You know, if you're hitting a home run, uh, deep ball there, it's deflating if the guy drops it and you do not want Drew Locke throwing a deep ball up and KJ Hamler having a drop on a surefire touchdown. So uh, a little scary there, but still a ton of speed to go along with Jerry Judy, to go along with Cortland Sutton, to go along with Noah Fant and Philip Lindsay, who's really, really good, and Melvin Gordon, who obviously is good. Nobody really wanted him, but he's still good. Um so a uh, great offense, of the, offense there and really impressive for the Broncos because they really did this in, what, the last two years? Drew Locke drafted last year. Uh, Noah Fant, I believe, drafted last year. Cortland Sutton drafted last year or two years ago. I can't remember now. Um, Philip Lindsay was an undrafted free agent. Melvin Gordon signed as a obviously a free agent. And KJ Hamler and Jerry Judy were dress, drafted this year. So they did a really good job in the last two years of revamping that offense completely. Um, that being said, while I like the offense, $260 for a Drew Locke base prison PSA 10 compared to $110 for Baker Mayfield, give me Baker Mayfield all day. Moving on, we want to talk to you about Patrick Mahomes' prices. Uh, if you've been following along to Patrick Mahomes, his prices started here, right? And they have just kept going up constantly. Just, it's been a wild, wild ride. Uh and to prove my point, so we've got Optic on February 2nd, which was the day of the Super Bowl. You remember Patrick Mahomes was, you know, in the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl. Well, on February 2nd, uh, Optic Base PSA 10 sold for $260, average of eight sales. So there's eight sales that day, and the average was $260 a card. You fast forward to today, or as close to today as possible, and we have April 27th which went for $660 the last sale. And they even got higher than that. Um, so that's a little bit down. So you're looking at a $400 increase from the day that he won the Super Bowl till now, even though he hasn't played a single game. Not a single game has been played by Patrick Mahomes. I'm moving my hand. You can't even see it, I don't think. Uh, but not a single game has been played by Patrick Mahomes, and yet he is up $400 on his optic-based PSA 10s. That's huge money there. Huge, huge money for a car that is not rare at all. And then uh, another one, obviously, is his Prism Silver rookie. Now, you'll remember that Prism, I say Prism Silver, but it is just a base card. They did not differentiate between silvers and bases in 2017 like they did in 2018. 2018, you'll notice Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, they have their silvers, right? Silvers, and then they have their uh, base. But for Patrick Mahomes, it's the same thing. Um, so his silver base, February 2nd, went for seven, uh, average of 17 sales, went for $1,717, which is kind of nice. 17 sales for 1717, uh, just a nice little thing there. I don't, you know, just looks good. It looks good in my notes. You can't really see it, but it looks good in my notes. Uh, and then today, April 30th, the last sale went for $2,800. So that's a huge increase of $1,000 there, but not as good uh, percentage-wise as the Optic. Now, the reason for this, he obviously hasn't played any games, 
um, and you're looking for a reason as to why this is happening. And I think it's because, you know, there's new money coming into the hobby every day. Every day you're seeing prices go up because new money's coming into the hobby. I just talked to this yesterday uh, with one of my guests that came on for an interview. And we were talking about the fact that uh, uh, the with the new money, you know, these guys are just paying outrageous prices because they can and prices of all these big time guys, the Tom Brady's and the Michael Jordan's, even though Michael Jordan has the uh, documentary out on ESPN right now, um, the Allen Iverson's and the Shacks and the first year prism drew breezes and Tom Brady's and Peyton Manning's and all sorts of stuff. All of those prices are going up because of all this new money into the system. And so they're looking at guys and they're looking at all-time greats. I mean, obviously the Drew Locks of the world are going up, but also the all-time greats are going up. And if you're looking for the next guy to be the next all-time great, the next guy that looks like he might be able to be the best quarterback to ever live, you know, it might not happen. But if you're going to bet on anybody having that potential, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. He's already won a Super Bowl. He's already won an MVP. His division got weaker or his division his conference got weaker with no tom brady in it tom brady moving to the nfc so all of a sudden he's primed to just battle uh lamar uh, deshaun watson and the texans lost uh deandre hopkins so you know they're about to go down a little bit so all of a sudden it's just going to be patrick mahomes against lamar jackson for the foreseeable future presumably um unless a baker mayfield led team or a Drew Locke led team or a Sam Darnold led team or a Josh Allen led team jumps in there, which I don't see happening anytime soon. It looks like it's just going to be Patrick Mahomes against Lamar Jackson. So that's my reasoning behind why the prices are going up. People are looking at him and they're saying, Oh, this kid looks like an all time. Great. What is $2,800 to me today when this card will be a $6,000 card in 15 years. Right. Um, so I, I don't, you know, I can't blame him there it's probably going to be end up being a good deal, $2,800, because of what Patrick Mahomes looks like. On the other end of the spectrum, though, you've got Lamar Jackson, who also looks like he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL for the foreseeable future. Him and Patrick Mahomes, one and two, in whichever order they finish in the next years, they look like a couple of the best quarterbacks, and or they are a couple of the best quarterbacks already, and they look like they're going to be a couple of the best quarterbacks for for the foreseeable future. Well, Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson's prism base are $600 PSA 10 or close to that. And uh, so, you know, you can pay uh, $2,800 for Patrick Mahomes or $600 for Lamar Jackson. That's a pretty good deal. Of course, I wouldn't pay that $600 for the Lamar Jackson because his select field level silver uh, PSA 10s are going for like $415 to $425. Select field level prism or select field level silver, I keep saying prism, is a way more rare card than his base prism cards. And yet they are going for almost $200 cheaper. So I would take the select field level all day, the silver, that is, uh, all day over his prism base. And especially because Lamar Jackson, he already had uh, Mark Andrews and he had Hollywood Brown and... Um, Melvin uh, Ingram, uh, Mark Ingram, not Melvin Ingram, the defensive end, but Mark Ingram, the running back. And then he added to that J.K. Dobbins, one of the best running backs in the draft from Ohio in the second round. And they added Devin Dervinay from Texas, who's a slot receiver, who is one of the faster wide receivers in the draft. So they added offensive weapons to the team 
uh, for Lamar Jackson, and that will be very interesting to watch him play. So if you're not comfortable paying Patrick Mahomes prices, even though it looks, I mean, it could be a good deal. If he doesn't get injured and he continues playing the way he does and he doesn't pull an Andrew Luck and retire at 29, uh, could be a good deal. But if you don't want to pay those prices, look into Lamar Jackson's, especially like the select. Pa- uh, Prism is going up, right? And Optic is going up and select has kind of stayed down. Um, so if we can get that up to where the others are, you could see a huge, huge boost, especially for a guy like Lamar Jackson, where you're getting a pretty stinking good deal on a field level silver um, for $200 less than the Prism base. So that's where I'm at. If you don't want to pay those Patrick Mahomes prices, and they are insane, uh, look into the other guys. Look into the Lamar Jacksons. Look into the Baker Mayfields, the Drew Locks, the Josh Allens, the Sam Darnolds, you know, any of those guys and see what you can do. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this unnamed football podcast. Hopefully we'll come up with a name and cover a little bit more football. Maybe get some guests on here that know a little bit more about football than me because I just think about it logically, but uh, I'm not like the best at knowing why, you know, a Jack Conklin is a good offensive tackle. I have no idea. Uh, so hopefully just a little bit of logic helped you guys or you guys enjoyed this video. I'll try to get a little bit more football content out as the as the weeks go by and we get closer to football season and along with the baseball content. So thank you all for listening to this podcast. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your Friday and a wonderful weekend. And I will talk to you again next time.